ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles, and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece with City Moms Blog Network, and my hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkler to, to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. All right, get ready for some major inspiration today, friends. Seriously, Steph, we have such a great show for you all today. Welcome to Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood. I'm Michelle Fortin. And I'm Stephanie Fleece. And we have a super special conversation for you today. Uh, I had the privilege of interviewing Jessica Honiger, who is the founder of Noonday Collection and author of a brand new book that's coming out this week, and it's entitled Imperfect Courage, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we'll get to my chat with her in just a few minutes, but Michelle, let's talk a little bit about the idea of imperfect courage, which is the title of her book and very much the theme of her new book that's coming out this week. I love the word imperfect. I can relate to that. (laughs) Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like as moms, I would say, uh, maybe this is just my story, not yours, but being courageous and living courageously and a courageous life feels so foreign to me because I feel like we get so like stuck in the nitty gritty that we don't even see the steps we're taking as being courageous or pushing against the fear that we have. But uh, I just love Jessica's uh, story of Noonday Collection and just her voice in general, because she does speak to that, that living courageously as a mom is possible. And it is something that whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a work-at-home mom, a work-outside-of-the-home mom, uh, we all can choose to live courageously. And let's talk about them imperfect, yes. which you mentioned. <laughs> it doesn't have to look perfect either. No. Like you, ju- you just choose to take one step forward uh, in a direction that feels a little bit scary. Uh, and it doesn't have to look perfect. But uh, anyway, I just love the idea of it. I love the idea of it too. And I know Jessica had traditional and untraditional uh, routes to motherhood. So she really has some interesting perspective on that to add. Yes. Yeah. Um, which would be exciting to hear about. But also just I think as moms too, it's good sometimes to look back and realize, wow, it was really courageous to – have a baby. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, most of us, there was a first time either you welcomed a child into your home or you birthed that child. And that's courageous because really none of us have any clue what we're doing, let's be honest. Oh, no. And, takes, and even if you think you do, you don't. You quickly, you quickly realize, oh, no, no, you don't. <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. And so in my conversation with Jessica, which we'll get to here shortly, one of the things that we spoke just briefly about is being courageous in, you know, just a lot of Jessica's book is about uh, her journey to starting Noonday Collection, which side note, will also, I also discussed this briefly with her, made $14 million last year. Wow. So it's not like it's a little peasy hobby. Oh, no, that's a <laughs> lot of jewelry. <laughs> that is a lot of jewelry. Uh, and so courageous, living courageously is not just in entrepreneurship, which certainly is an interest in my personal life, uh, but it's also in friendship. Yes. It's also in uh, parenting and in your family and your partnerships. Uh, and anyway, I just find the idea to be really 
just very interesting to me, and I loved my conversation with her. So, just highlighting real quick friendships. Like, it takes courage to to really be a true and authentic friend because you have to share vulnerable things in order to kind of reach that level and mm-hmm. and and share the fact that you are imperfect. And I think as moms in the community here at City Moms Blog Network, and why that's so important is encouraging moms to be honest with their journey so that others can say, "Oh, me too, me too," and and kind of join together in that realization that everybody's imperfect and we're all just trying to figure this out. And and while we we might be imperfect individuals, we're still the best moms for our kids and we're mm-hmm. all doing it our own way. And it just takes courage to speak up and, and make that first step to, to build community. I know that's something that Jessica's passionate about as well, but we are so passionate about that here at SCMBN. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, our guest today, Jessica Honiger, uh, who obviously we've been talking about before this <laughs> very moment. Uh, but if you don't know her, you've probably been under a rock because she <laughs> has built an amazing business called the Noonday Collection, which is the world's largest fair trade jewelry company. Yep. And her experience is growing that company with a catalyst for her new book, Imperfect Courage, where she shares real life inspiration so her readers can recognize their own worth, embrace vulnerability, connect with their community, and find courage to achieve full potential. Yeah. It's incredibly authentic. It's full of wisdom and it comes straight from a gal who is in the thick of motherhood, but she's pushed past her comfort zone and she's lived to tell the tale. And now she encourages others to experience the same for their lives. And so um, let's just jump right into my conversation with Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Welcome to the Just Had Sprinkles podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat today. I am so excited to be able to talk to you because truthfully, I hate to admit it in a weird way. I like kind of have a little girl crush on you in terms of entrepreneur. <laughs> no, entrepreneur. Hey, we got to own our girl crushes. Ain't <laughs> yes. nothing wrong with a good girl crush. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, you have not only built just a fantastic business, one of which you've got to tell everybody a little bit about, and you've got an opportunity to brag on yourself because you, I mean, you were on Forbes. Today. <laughs> we yes, Forbes did an awesome article about us today. It was it was a fun thing to wake up to. I mean, seriously, that that is a a huge goal. And now you've got a book coming out. And so, Jessica, uh, for the for those of few people that don't know about <laughs> your business and about yourself, I feel like you need to give us a little bit of info about your family and your business and all of that good stuff. Totally, totally. I will give you the Reader's Digest version, or I'll try. Sure. It's kind of a, it's a complicated story that a lot of journalists get wrong. So Forbes got it so right today. I was so proud. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I started Noonday Collection about eight years ago. A New Day Collection is a fair trade fashion brand, and we are creating economic opportunity for people living in vulnerable communities around the world in 13 different countries. And we do that by creating a marketplace for their goods here in America through a group of women we call ambassadors. And these are our social entrepreneurs. They are businesswomen, they have trunk shows, they enroll other women, they are leaders in their community, they grow teams and organizations, and they 
are creating opportunity for our artists and partners. And then together, we are really linking arms and all rising together. And I started the business without some fancy business plan and without any clue that it was going to someday be in Forbes. Yeah. Um, we were actually in a really hard time financially. My husband and I had two kids under five. And when it came time to having a third child, we decided, you know what, we're going to not just do this the old fashioned way. Like, let's really pray and consider how we want to go about adding to our family. Thankfully, my second child was born at home and he was almost 11 pounds. So I think if it wouldn't have been for that, I might not have adopted because <laughs> I was like, I just can't do that again. Like, no way. And your body um, might not take that again. <laughs> yeah, I was like 11. They say they just keep getting bigger. Like, oh this my. can't happen. Yeah. And we prayed about it and really God led us to Rwanda, which is in East Africa. Really cool story on how that happened. We felt extremely confirmed. Um, I write about that in the book. And. And then about three months later, after we'd already started the paperwork and we're like, we know that we're headed in the right direction, the real estate market fell out from under us. And we had both been flipping houses and we had been realtors. And suddenly that little nest egg that we had that we thought would pay for this international adoption was now paying for the groceries. Mm -hmm. And before you knew it, we didn't even have money for groceries. We were putting groceries on the credit card. Right. And yet we knew that... God hadn't changed his mind mm -hmm. and we still wanted to grow our family through adoption and we were not going to let finances of all things hold us back from a little boy in Rwanda who doesn't have parents. Mm -hmm. And we just began to think, okay, what are we going to do? And I knew I needed to start some sort of side hustle. And previous to that, Several months before, when we were in the research process of adoption, we had gone to Uganda and we were there to visit friends. We were there to visit a few different orphanages to kind of keep trying this idea on to see if this was really for us. And on that trip to Uganda, I reconnected with some old friends of mine who were living in Uganda to create entrepreneurial opportunities for people. Mm -hmm. And some of those opportunities were like helping a plumber start a plumbing business. And one of them was an artisan business. And they had two wonderful Ugandans that they really, really believed in, but that were extremely poor. And they had gotten them to make beautiful things, but those beautiful things were just sitting in a storage unit in America. And at the time, six months before when we were in Uganda and they said, why don't you sell this stuff? You know, we really want to help these people. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I got real estate. <laughs> We've got two kids under five. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to adopt. Like, that's so sweet that you would think of me. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> you know, like, um, and then lo and behold, we're broke. And I just remembered like, you know what? There was an opportunity there and I called them up and they said, we would love for you to sell these goods and see how it works. And hey, like, why don't you use that money to seed your adoption? And so one night I opened my home. I was selling everything but the kitchen sink. And I'm sure I would have sold the kitchen sink yeah, if right. someone would have wanted it. Uh -huh. And I was so afraid of how I was going to be perceived, both me and my husband, because this looked pretty desperate. And okay, are people just going to think we're like, they're not ever going to hire us to be realtors now because look how desperate we are. Mm -hmm. I was afraid that no one was going to come and that somehow my worth was tied up in how many people would actually show up. Mm -hmm. And I almost canceled. 
I almost canceled because the discomfort of those fears felt so loud, Hmm. but I didn't. And because of that, Jolly and Daniel now employ a hundred people in their community eight years later. And it really is because that one night woman did show up. They showed up in droves and they were attracted to helping our adoption story. They were attracted to the product. They were attracted to this idea that they could use their purchasing power for good. And the next day I texted my friends. I was like, pretty much everything sold out. And they said, you know, why don't you reorder? We'll connect you directly with Jolly and Daniel. Why don't you reorder? And that's where it all began. I I didn't even set up a website before I just called a, a friend like that very week and said, would you open your home for me? And I mean, I just started asking women, well, will you open your home? I'm, I'm to sell this product and to help us raise money for Jack. And um, so many people said yes. And then within a few months, I had other women saying, could I start this as a business in my hometown? And so within eight months, we had someone in Seattle um, become a, our first Noonday ambassador. And we had our first trunk show held outside of Texas. Uh, which I'm from Austin. And it really took off from there. And I think that it's been a lot of women who've been in the same stage that I was then. It's like young babies. And you think, can I ever get out of my yoga pants? <laughs> and it's my entire life about like Cheerios versus goldfish today. Yes. And and yet we all know that we're made for more. And this really fits that niche for women where they can have the flexibility to be with their family when they need to, while also earning an income and helping their family flourish while also making an impact. And we actually took 150 women this last year to Vietnam, to Guatemala, to Peru, and to Haiti to go and meet the the women that they're partnering with. And for some of them, it's like their first time to get a stamp of their passport in years. And honestly, the transformation, of course, has been with our artisan partners. We now have 4,500 artisans we partner with. And the transformation is huge. But the transformation here for the women in our ambassador community is just as powerful to me because it really has created an outlet for impact and purpose and helping families here flourish as well. We will get back to Steph's conversation with Jessica Honiger in just a moment. But first, I'm Michelle Fortin with City Moms Blog Network News. Corona, California is the proud new recipient of the latest City Moms Blog Network site. Corona Moms Blog is the passion project of a couple of moms already well-versed in City Moms Blog Network ownership. Viv Jones and Maria Hoy also own Orange County Moms Blog. Maria explains why they decided to expand their Southern California business. Corona is a city just outside the Orange County border. Its location branched off from a major highway, which means it is not easy or quick for Corona Moms to make the journey into Orange County. So many Corona Moms reached out to us, asking to bring events to their city. Clearly, it was time to expand. Corona Moms Blog is going to be an amazing resource for these fantastic moms. Congrats to Viv and Maria. Corona Moms, welcome. City Moms Blog Network sites attract millions of readers each month, provide a creative outlet for thousands of moms who share their writing as contributors, and allow more than 100 women like Viv and Maria 
the opportunity to own a business that gives back to their community. Learn more at citymomsblog.com. Now back to Steph's conversation with Jessica Honiger. That, that story, well, first of all, you also did not mention, and I know it's because you're humble, that you're, this, I mean, Noonday, according to Forbes, what, you've done like $17 million in sales. We have, yes. In eight years. And that, I, I mean, girl, and over 4,000 artisans. And how many ambassadors do you have now? We have almost 2,000. Yeah. So our first year, I think we did like 100,000 in sales. And then this last year was about 17 million in sales. So oh, holy it's a lot of jewelry. Buckets. That is a lot of jewelry. And it's a lot of jewelry. <laughs> and amazing jewelry. I will definitely say myself, I love your work, the work that Thank Ninja you. Uh, Thank is you. doing. I am a jewelry kind of connoisseur myself. Oh, and good. I, I love that. I absolutely love Noonday. And so anyone listening that does not have a Noonday piece needs to go get on that train very soon. Please very, jump on the train. Yes. You won't, you won't regret it. Oh my gosh. Well, I love that. Well, I especially love the part of your story and you talk about this in your book that's coming out uh, August 14th, right? Yep. So August 14th, her book, Imperfect Courage, comes out, and she talks about uh, what you reference as the sisterhood effect. Yes. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, our network of local parenting websites, we call them sister sites. And we reference the term sisterhood all of the time because Mm. in similar ways, we are linking arms and saying, let's work together to build community and change the world in a lot of ways. Ways. And that's exactly what you and Noonday and all the ambassadors and artisans are doing. And I love that. And so I'd love for you to speak specifically to that sisterhood effect uh, yes. chapter and part of your book, because I love that in, in particular. Yes. You know, I remember in sociology 101, when I was in college, I remember learning about the bystander effect, which is this idea that the more people that are around during a crisis the more likely that person is not going to be helped because everyone assumes that someone else is doing it. Someone else will get to them. Someone else will go run over to do the CPR. Hmm. And what I find is when we realize, tag, we're it, we're the one, that's what I call the sisterhood effect. When we all stand up together and own our voice and come to that person who is in crisis and say, man, I'm it, like, I might not have what I think I'm supposed to have, or I might not have, you know, everything that I feel like I need for this situation, but I can show up. Yeah. I can show up for her. And I share this story. I I love this story in our ambassador community where we had uh, one of our ambassadors was hosting a show with a teenager and that teenager was uh, going to Haiti. And this ambassador was going to use all of her profits from that trunk show to give to this teenager to get to help fund her trip to Haiti. And she'd been having some drama at school and all of these girls said, oh yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. And literally no one showed up. Mm. And this ambassador, Mindy, came home and immediately got on our ambassador Facebook page and was like, guys, I cannot believe this just happened. I'm just sick for this little girl. I'm sick that this is what, what girls do to each other. And let me tell you, all the ambassadors started chiming in and saying, 
tell me where the trunk show link is. I'm going to go buy from her. Mm. Tell me what to do. I am going to go. I'm going to go purchase a bag. I'm And these are ambassadors yeah. who they they get stuff half off, you know, yeah. like they don't need to be going and buying anything. Sure. And enough women came together where that trunk show ended up grossing $6,000 oh in sales. And it was this woman coming together and saying, we're going to show her differently. We're going to show her that this is not who women have to be. Mm. Like when we show up differently in the world, we all rise. We all win when we collaborate. Mm -hmm. And I think that is been such a powerful message for me, especially as I tried on entrepreneurship as I was a mom too, I definitely struggled with wondering like, how are my homeschooling mommy friends going to perceive me? Like they probably think I am just like losing as a mom. Mm -hmm. And I bought into that lie that like every time my kids would whine or complain or fight, it would be like, oh, well, this wouldn't be happening if I wasn't working, you know? And I bought into so many lies those first few years of parenting, choosing to believe that someone else's story was, was better than my own or more significant than my own instead of just cheering her on. And, you know, I, I will always remember, and I, I think this is the chapter I open with, um, Oh, maybe that's another chapter, but where I share the story about running into like the ultimate school mom at yes. Starbucks. Yes. I was going to ask you to tell this story. So this is perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this is like the mom. Okay. And she is the one who's like running all the field trips and finding the volunteers and going on them. She both drops off and picks up her kids at school. She starts the like Spanish outreach program for our Spanish speaking families. Like she basically is the glue of the school. And (laughs) I ran into her at Starbucks one morning and I'm like rushing in. I'm all proud because I'm like, I blue dry my hair today. I left my house in time enough to be on time to the meeting and get a Starbucks and like, I'm feeling all good. And I see her and I had this moment of like, oh my gosh, the glue of the school is here. She's probably buying Starbucks for the entire school right now. (laughs) Like she, like, I bet, you know, I just started telling myself a story. And then I had that moment of realizing, you know what, Jessica, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And she's exactly where she's supposed to be. And so I said, Hey, Hey, Christina, I'm Jessica. Our kids go to the same school. And she goes, yeah, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. And she actually knew about Noonday because I had been featured in a magazine that month. And she's like, how's your business going? And I was like, oh, you know, thanks for asking. It's going great. And and she said, Jessica, I just don't know how you do all that you do. And I think previously to hearing that, it was an indictment. Mm -hmm. To me, when I heard that, it was like you're dropping balls at home. But in that moment, I looked her in the eyes and I said, I'm able to do what I can do because of you, because you are serving my kid's school. You are on the field trip, making sure that they're safe. You are making sure the teachers are getting the brownies and the coffee that they deserve on a Friday afternoon. And I was just able to say, thank you. And literally left with tears in my eyes, realizing that what was called for that day was sisterhood and, you know, freeing each other up to be in one another's lanes and just to be, be in our lanes and cheer one another on no matter what those lanes are. And I feel like that's where there's been a lot of joy and a lot of sisterhood and it's, yeah, it's Mm. been awesome. Yeah. No, well, I, 
I love that idea of staying in your lane because I often think of not just entrepreneurship, but certainly entrepreneurship, uh, but also just motherhood, friendship. Uh, I like to think of it like a swimming race and it, and I don't swim well. I swim laps sometimes for, for, for exercise. But when you think of like a swim meet, they are in their own lane and truthfully the person to your right and to your left plays no part of your race. Like mm. it is entirely your responsibility, right? right? Now they can encourage you to kick it in gear if they're ahead of you right. or going right. faster. Totally. You know? totally. Uh, or you might feel a little bit better about yourself if they're behind. But the whole point is that like stay in your lane. Focus yes. on what only you can do, which yes. is the race before you. And while this sisterhood idea, and I just love that story in Starbucks, being able to say, I appreciate what you're doing. Because yes. truthfully, all we need every single one of the moms around uh, to be able to you know, lift it, one another up. Yeah. And I mean, I was able to give jewelry to the teachers for teacher appreciation, yeah. you know, and they really appreciated that. And, oh, for sure. you know, maybe my job isn't to actually physically be there, but I can do, I could do my part with, with noonday, but to not just keep diminishing my part because it's not the one that's on the field trip. Yeah. And then out of my own feeling of less than, then judge the other mom that is, you oh, know, for sure. For because sure. when we're in judgment or we're in comparison, it's not her fault it's ours like yeah. Yeah. you can't roll your eyes oh she's she's like the super mom you know well you're you're only saying that because you are comparing yourself to her and you feel like you're coming up less and so you want to pull her down right but what would happen if you looked at her and actually lifted her up I mean that's when everyone wins mm -hmm. a comparison is always a losing hand and you sp speak a lot about that in uh, your book which I loved because I do feel like comparison is so rampant in every facet of life, you know, mm, yeah. whether it's entrepreneurship or motherhood. Well, think or, about it. What do, what do you do the moment you have a baby? Yeah. You know, it's like the chart. It's like, oh, your baby's in the 78th percentile right. or in the 30th percentile. Well, the it's all about in comparison to right. all the rest of the babies. And yeah. I think we just start at such a young age measuring ourselves by these external standards mm -hmm. and it if we interpret that into every area and facet of our life it can be really damaging oh it can totally be damaging well uh well let's talk about the title imperfect courage i love that because i think all i mean i don't think i know every single person the two of us included we have fears you know, mm. uh, I love Andy Stanley says something along the lines of bold leadership is not for fearless people. All the fearless people are dead or something like that. Right. right. <laughs> um, and it's so true because, you know, all of us have these fears inside and whether it is, am I raising my kids right? Am I making the best decision for our family? I mean, we could all rattle off a bazillion fears that we just have in our lives. But so it takes courage in each one of these areas of life. And it's never perfect courage. Like you don't saddle up and get it right. All right. the time. Right. Uh, so Courage I'm, is like getting back up again. Oh, totally. So tell me how you came up with that title because I just love it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny because that word courage is a word that I never really related to hmm. because I did imagine courage to be 
Martin Luther King mm-hmm. and Rosa Parks and the firefighters of 9-11. Mm-hmm. And I admire them, but I don't feel like I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is, you know, that night when I opened up my home for women to come in and I was afraid that no one was com- was going to come and I was afraid of what people would think but I did it anyway, Hmm. that's courage. Like I demonstrated courage that night. And it was that courage that's enabled me to take so many other courageous steps since. Hmm. But it's imperfect. Like it doesn't feel, like I think we think of courage, like it doesn't feel like, oh, I've got this. And I think so many of us are waiting until the right time or until we feel like we have the right adequacies or until we don't have any fear. But the truth is fear is going to be with you. It's just a matter of making it your friend. Like it, it just doesn't belong in the driver's seat. Like put it in the back seat. It's going to be there, but how can you harness that to help you go do the thing that you want to do? Mm -hmm. And the way around our fears is to simply walk through our fears. And that to me is what courage is. It really is simply going scared and it's not waiting for the right time and the right adequacies before you actually make that move, whatever it is. I mean, it could just be like befriending the person at the target checkout line, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. And feeling awkward about, you know, making that connection or it could be, Maybe it is volunteering at your kid's school. Like maybe you actually do have the time and the desire, but you feel less than. You feel like you're not the cute mom with the right designer bag to show up at your kid's school. Like, so courage is actually just saying, you know what? I my heart goes pitter patter at the thought of being able to serve these teachers, and so I'm just gonna go scared. I'm gonna walk through that, you know. So mm-hmm. it's the little things that I think lead to a courageous life is when we make the small choices of going scared that lead to the bigger life of impact. Mm, Yeah. No, I think back on the times, the bigger fear, courageous moments in my life. And, uh, you know, I, they have been monumental times. I mean, I can look, I can just look, think back to exactly when I chose to go scared on something to your point, the pitter patter is very fascinating because Everything that I've done that has been pitter-patter in my heart, but I've gone scared, has always been worthwhile. I have right. never regretted it right. one bit. And I would have regretted staying in the fear and, yes. and, not go- and not having gone. Yes, absolutely. But you don't know what's on the other side right. unless you go to the other side. Right, right. Well, okay. Here's what I want you to do for us uh, kind of in closing. Uh, I I think we've got plenty of different uh, listeners uh, listening in today. So uh, I would love for you to, if you can think of one little snippet of encouragement or something you want to speak to a mom that is primarily staying at home with her kiddos right now in that season, what could courage look like for her? And I'd also love for you to speak to the entrepreneur that maybe has not taken the leap into entrepreneurship yet uh, and speak like what does courage look like in that stage? Uh, And then for friendship too. Because mm. I do think that that's not something that we've spoken too much about, but there is courage that goes into friendship. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'd love for you to speak to those three different categories. Yeah, absolutely. 
I would say for the mom who is in that season, like there is no formula and don't paste anyone else's journey on top of your own. And it's a season. And remember that this is a season. And I think for me, when I realized that life was a season, when I was new to motherhood, I thought, oh my gosh, is this just it forever and ever? But when I realized, okay, this is this particular season, it's going to, it has a start and an ending that really kind of helped to frame that time up a little bit more for me. Hmm. And then as far as uh, entrepreneurship goes, you know, you can't finish what you don't start. And I think with Google now, you can just be in analysis paralysis forever. You can <laughs> yes. be in comparison mode forever. Looking on Instagram, you can compare your very beginning to someone else's ending. And while I think that can be inspiring, I think that it can also be um, really discouraging as well. Yeah. So I think we need to be really careful yeah. with that. And then for friendship, my encouragement would really be that um, practice vulnerability. Hmm. You know, vulnerability is taking a meaningful risk without knowing the outcome. And that really is what I, I think courage and vulnerability are actually strongly correlated. Yeah. And I think vulnerability is being able to call your friend when you're in the middle of the mess, hmm. not when you figured it out. You know, like mm -hmm. not, okay, I'm going to wait until I get through this and I have it neatly packaged and I'm able to process exactly what I was feeling and then I'm going to call my friend. But courage is being able to just like in the middle of that day when you're like, I didn't think this is what motherhood was going to be. Mm. And some days I don't want it and I wish I could go back. Like mm -hmm. reaching out and vulnerability in that moment and quit trying to armor up in your mm -hmm. friendships or you're never going to experience the mm -hmm. connection and intimacy that you long for. Girl. I got my hands raised in the air for that. <laughs> I, I am a firm believer, especially when it comes to friendship, that intimacy develops when you reach out and offer to help somebody and you accept the help Absolutely. that is offered to you or Absolutely. you ask for help for something. Yep. All of a sudden you burn down this wall between mm -hmm. you uh, the minute that that service happens. And people want to help. Like yes. people feel honored to help. Oh, totally. Yes. No. So I totally agree with that. And I do think that it does take courage, you know, to develop that level of intimacy where people know you, you know, that they know you beyond the Instagram filter, you know, they <laughs> know the real you and that's where true uh, relationship does happen. So uh, Jessica, you are fantastic. I love your message. I love your business and I wish you all the best. Uh, I certainly hope that your book does well and gets in the hands of all sorts of people because it's certainly been a, a fantastic read for me uh, and just an encouragement uh, just personally as well. Well, thanks so much. And it was great chatting today. So Jessica was pretty amazing, right? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. So uh, the Friendship and um, marriage parenting part, I think, is so applicable to any mom, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, well, maybe not the marriage for the single moms out there, which, by the way, owed to you. Like, oh, I seriously. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. It's uh you are walking a difficult road. And so we do not um, take that lightly. But in terms of friendship, I think uh let's you know what I feel like, Michelle, this is an appropriate time for you to share how you started our friendship. Oh, much. can I share that story? I just got goosebumps stuff. I love that story. 
because it's it is courageous in some ways. It is. Okay. So, oh my gosh, what year was it? I don't even know. Uh, I was a new mom. It was probably 2012. Uh huh. And Stephanie was very well known in our community where we lived. So I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, and Steph used to live here, and um, and she was well known. I mean, she ran. Scottsdale Mom's Blog and City Mom's Blog Network, and um, it was big in the Mothers of Preschoolers group at our church, and mm-hmm. I followed you on social media, and kind of, you know, was just kind of got to know you from a distance, and for a little bit of that time, I was still working full-time, and a little jealous of your flexibility, and uh, and realized, like, I couldn't do what you were doing, and I just learned a lot from watching you from a distance. I mean, you didn't know me from Adam. Um <laughs> And and then we started – I volunteered on a committee that you led with uh, the Mothers of Preschoolers group at our church for publicity for that. And we started to get to know each other. And I just basically put my talons in you <laughs> and I latched on. And I'm like, you don't know me and you might think I'm weird, but we're going to be friends. Like really, <laughs> really good friends. <laughs> and I pursued you. I was like – I, you know, would invite you places. I would invite myself places where I knew you were going to be. Every time I saw you in a room, I just made sure I walked over and said hi and reminded you who I was. <laughs> I interacted with you on social media. I was just like, I can tell we're going to be friends. I think there's a song about that. But anyway, oh we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I just pers- – and you know what? Um, I've done that with other people in my life too. I just – I see people from a distance and I'm like, we're going to be friends. And I make it happen. Yes. <laughs> well <laughs> – well, I feel like here's the deal. I do not ask Michelle to share that story because I want a pat on the back or something <laughs> because that is fairly silly. And honestly, I feel very honored that she would think <laughs> that I need to be her friend. Yeah. Uh, but I ask her to share that story primarily because I, to many of our points throughout this episode, oftentimes in friendship, it takes one person just mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to walk up to that stranger. And maybe not a stranger, but I'm going to walk up to that person and I'm going to make this friendship uh, get started, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I mean, that could be very, you know, scary at yeah. times. Uh, but I look at what it's brought into our life, you know? know? I'm so glad I was so aggressive. Like, I mean, this year is. So aggressive. <laughs> no, but it's so true, Steph, because, you know, especially as moms, you know, it's hard sometimes to make time for friends when we have so much going on. And but just to decide, you know what, I'm going to make this friendship work and being courageous and taking that first step and inviting that mom to coffee or inviting her over for a play date and then following that up with more requests and more invites. Don't wait for her to return the favor, but, yeah, you know, just keep pursuing it if you can tell that there's a connection there. Yes. And, um, and give a lot of grace because, you know, we're moms and Sometimes we forget to respond to a text or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's nothing personal. But yeah. um, it's just so important, you know. And if you're sitting at home and, and lonely and wondering why you don't have friends, part of it might be the fact that you need to get yourself out there. You need to be courageous and start pursuing. Yes. Oh, for sure. Well, literally, we've just touched the tip of the iceberg when it comes to living courageously or living an imperfectly courageous life. Uh, So you're going to want to check out Jessica's book for sure. That's available where all books are sold. But I want to stop to make sure to give a little virtual high five to the ladies in Corona uh, and our ever-expanding network of sister sites. And Michelle, I'm pretty sure we're going to hit 100 sites here before we know it. Oh my goodness. 
That's so amazing. And we even yes. have uh, a few sites in the prep stages right now. We can't say the cities, but I'll tell you the states. Uh, Colorado, New York, Michigan, Texas. It's so exciting. Yes, it is super exciting. And so uh, for those of you that listened today, a special thank you for hanging out with us and listening to Michelle and I and Jessica and I's conversation. Yeah. And if you'd like to know more about our guest, Jessica Honiger, check out her website, jessicahoniger.com. We've also provided a link to get her book, Imperfect Courage, in the show notes. And a special thank you to Jessica for joining us today. This gal is busy. She's got lots of stuff going. And so uh, we so appreciated her being on the show today. Uh, And again, to our listeners uh, for tuning in, thank you. Uh, We are incredibly thankful for you. Uh, You are awesome. And as we always end every episode, uh, don't forget to celebrate the little and the big by adding sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblog.com. There, you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.